All right. Episode 27 is the same day we are recording two episodes. Because um, Jordan still maybe has coronavirus. I suppose yeah. by this episode, we will know. Yeah, we, sh- we should not know. you have coronavirus. So, Jordan, if you do, all the best to you. And if you don't, that was a close one. Get back to work. <laughs> Get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. um, okay. Yeah. So, in you know our last episode, we were just talking about a tie, but a topic came up that I've definitely ran into, you know, in the, the short time that I've been doing this creative stuff. But it's it's sort of the idea of, you know, a lot of people and companies know that they need to be doing social media or at least have an active presence online. Um, so what, you know, a lot of companies will do is they'll hire someone and think, right. okay, if I have, you know, a social media manager, like I can sit back, relax and just kind of let them run the show. And in some very, I think, small and unique cases that that might work. Like if, you know, you have a big team where it's easy to, you know, grab a hold of content, whatever it may be. But a lot of times you kind of just leave that, you know, if it's a social media manager, you just leave them hanging. And I think to to be successful on social media, you need to be, you need to one, believe in it, and two, still be active in it, even though you have someone hired. Because at the end of the day, you're hiring someone, right? But that's just, that's upping the the quality of your content and your presence. It's not really, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. And I think uh, there's a whole spectrum of this conversation because with your frustrations on that end, I feel like I often have frustrations on the other end of the spectrum where people are maybe, they hire me to do a job and then they're a little too involved with mm-hmm. what I'm trying yep. to do if you know what I mean. Yep. And so maybe this this episode would be a good conversation about where us as creatives find a really good balance, you know, like almost speaking to somebody who'd be hiring us as right. like, okay, this is, you know, and maybe it's not us, but like when you hire any creative or any marketing person or anything like that, like where does that balance lie? Because I think, especially when you talk about the people that you and I work with, Jordan, um, these are often smaller shops, smaller organizations. Um, so the person who's hiring us has probably at some point done what we're doing in some capacity, you know, whether it be social media or whether it be content, like they've done it themselves and mm-hmm. they just finally have found a need to outsource it. Um, and so they know what they're talking about. Um, but maybe in hiring somebody, it's hard for them to take a step back. And so maybe they're a little too involved or maybe they take too big of a step back and they're not involved enough. Like you were talking about, uh, and I think it's a big challenge. And I think it's something that probably not a ton of people talk about enough or it's like not a, it's not a candid conversation that at least I find myself having with my clients, because I think it's a, a tough conversation to have or a tough topic to, to broach. Right. I think the, you know, the relationships that I've found successful have been the ones where um, the client is actively saying like, I have this idea. Um, for a piece of content or, you know, a series of videos, whatever it may be. And then they actually take action on those because I've seen a lot of times too, where they'll say those things and then they just kind of you know, sit on the back burner and we never get anywhere because I mean, I'm busy, they're busy. So it's like, I mean, there needs to be some sort of priority, but like you said too, we still want, you know, some creative freedom. Like we're the creative minds who are going to, essentially put the pieces of the puzzle puzzle together. So, um, and I, I don't think I've ran into the issue, like you said yet, where I feel someone's too involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really do like when 
whether it's the initial conversation I have someone, they, you know, lay out their vision. Like this is what I see, whether it's a video or their brand. And then I'm able to go back. And usually at this point I'm, you know, pitching a price, but I'm able to say like, here's what I'm going to deliver for you. Here's what it's going to do for your brand. Um, you can buy in or you don't have to buy in. But then yeah. with that comes like the expectation that they're going to be involved. They're going to want to make content. Um, they're going to come to me with ideas. Like it's, it's a partnership is what it really turns out to be. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I haven't really ran into the issue of someone being too involved, but it sounds like you have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess the question I have for you, um, yeah. not to derail what your train of thought was, but like, how do you feel yourself trying to, I don't want to say salvage, like it's a lost cause, but how do you feel yourself trying to like combat inactivity from the standpoint of the person who hired you? Um, like what, what, what are you trying to do? And maybe we can even brainstorm a little bit, some like proactive yeah. measures that you or other people can take in order to best position yourself. Cause I completely understand what you're saying. I, it sucks, especially when you don't have content. Um, obviously you're in a pretty fortunate position where you can make a lot of the content or you're tasked with making a lot of the content from like the social media perspective. It's almost impossible to do your job when you don't have content, yeah. um, like visual content, or even like, even if you do have some, if it's not good, like that makes your job a million times harder. Um, so, so how do you, how do you find yourself combating what is just kind of a tough situation like that? So it, it's happened with a one or two different clients now, but I find myself honestly just going on Canva and creating graphics and, mm -hmm. you know, making a carousel of certain tips, whether it's from the industry or whatever's going on. Sure. Um, but that's honestly my go-to. And then, you know, within that, I'm also going back and trying to find content that I can repurpose. So, um, and I, it's a correlation with a lot of the times these, these companies and clients are going through change. So when one of their, you know, whether it's a daily activity or, a pillar stream of content, if that gets cut out, like they're kind of, they're lost, I'm lost. Like, yeah, you know, there's not really a whole lot we can do unless we make something new. And, you know, for example, if it's like a podcast like that, that's a whole, you know, almost a week's worth of content that we can just be cranking out just from the podcast. And when that gets cut away, like we're kind of lost and we have to scramble for stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'd say, Honestly, I just, you know, try to create graphics, look back through, repurpose stuff. Obviously, I'm reaching out to them for, you know, different ideas and stuff like that. But yeah, it can definitely be a struggle. Yeah, I completely agree. I think so. Maybe I can help provide a little bit of insight. So so what yes. I have found myself doing um, a lot more recently, kind of void of the problem of like having enough content or not having enough is thinking about content in terms of a funnel. Um, and, and I think this helps in a couple ways. One, it helps. We talked about this in the last episode, but it helps like show where the value is coming from and where like where how content is going to derive like return on things. So I think about content in terms of, like top of the funnel content, middle of the funnel content, you know, bottom of the funnel content. The same way you think about paid advertising yeah. um, this is the same way you can think about organic social media in, in a sense where there's going to be stuff that's really niche and specific to your brand. So maybe it's graphics like that. Maybe it's videos or podcasts that you make. Um, unfortunately, that's not going to be stuff that appeals to a wide new audience, right? That's going to be stuff that is at the, the bottom of the funnel. 
Uh, but there is going to be stuff that is still in your niche that is top of the funnel that is going to appeal to a, a lot of people. And the goal is with that top of the funnel content to have that be more like viral central, viral centric content, which obviously is not a science by any means, but it's stuff that you think is going to go a little bit more viral. Like, you know, and I'm speaking to everybody here, like seriously consider, do you think a clip from your podcast is going to rank on the Instagram algorithm right. or not? Most likely it's not going to, right? Uh, but there are pieces of content that you can aggregate uh, and curate from other sources, from other pages. Uh, and post that and have it still be in your niche and have it still be in the subject matter that you want to talk about that does have that viral potential. Um, and the goal of that content is to reach as wide of an audience as possible without much of your branding on it behind the fact that your account posted it. And hopefully in that effort, you can increase some of these vanity metrics that matter to people to show like a return on social. Like, you know, you can start increasing your followers, you can start increasing your engagement rate, things like that. And then as you get these new eyeballs to your account, then those eyeballs start trickling down the funnel a little bit. And now all of a sudden more people are watching your podcast, more people are clicking over to whatever, you know, call to action you have, something like that. That's that's the goal, right? Yeah. And so I think it's important to sort of be implementing this and to be looking above the content that you're already posting. So I think a lot of people focus on bottom of the funnel content. And I, especially when you're talking about like working with brands or working with clients and somebody like you, Jordan, who like is the executor of making the content. Um, I think it's really easy to be like, oh, like I'm making all this content. I have to post all this content. Why isn't this content doing well? Right. Yeah. Um, I think you almost have to take a step back and, and don't make, don't make it so hard on yourself and be like, okay, there is some content, which is just going to do better by the very nature of like, it's viral potential or by the very nature of like, you know, social media is just sometimes a race to the bottom and the best produced content doesn't always win. It just has to, you know, there's just certain kinds of content, you know, you, you just know this by being on social media that is just more likely to go viral, more likely to reach more people, more likely to have a wider appeal. Um, and so I think it's important to look for that content, to be aggregating that from other pages, essentially making your brand's page a, a type of a theme page in whatever niche you're in. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, that theme page, I'm putting quotes around that style content can reach a lot of people um, and start bringing in more eyeballs for the more produced, more brand specific content that you're producing. Um, so to give you an example of this specifically, um, I work with a company in Minneapolis called Prep Network, and they have a sub brand called Prep Hoops, which does high school basketball coverage for um for boys across the uh, across the country mm -hmm. um, and their prep hoops Instagram account for a really long time was just kind of a, a self-promotional thing, right? It was like, you know, custom graphics that they'd be making. But the, the problem with that kind of stuff is that you can't make that as regularly as you can go out and find other content, right? Jordan, you, yeah. know, the, you know better than anybody where you'd love to create a nice Instagram video or a nice Instagram graphic every single day, but that's every tough day. To do. <laughs> that's hard to do, right? Yeah. And when it's hard to do, you don't do it as often, unfortunately. And a lot of times when you do that stuff as well, it may not rank as well, or it may not go as viral. It may not reach as many people as you want on social media. Um, so to combat that, you have to start digging or you have to start looking. You don't even have to dig because it's not hard to find just viral style content um, that you can find anywhere else. So I took this Instagram account, which was previously just like custom graphics and like custom videos and all this sort of custom stuff and started going on TikTok or started going on other Instagram pages, just like I would with a five-star football or any other theme page. And I started posting stuff that would just be generally liked by a basketball audience. You know, it doesn't have to be a fan of grassroots, grassroots basketball coverage. You know, the, the, the audience that prep hoops is, is serving. It doesn't have to be that specific of an appeal. It can just be an appeal of basketball fans. Right. Yeah. And in, in doing that, we've increased our followers in the last like two months by like 5,000. 
our engagement rate is like something stupid, like 95% right now or something insane. And, and, and then that's because, you know, like we're doing Instagram reels and stuff that has like, you know, where I'm incorporating other best practices, obviously. Yeah. Um, but the, the ceiling has been raised a ton because I'm going on TikTok and I'm going on other Instagram pages and finding content that's doing well. And of, of course I'm crediting these um, other creators, but I'm posting this stuff and acting almost as a theme page a couple days a week yep. and having stuff that I know is going to go viral. My intention is that it goes viral. My intention is not that it fits exactly in the square hole of what I want the brand to be on social media. It's the intention is to go viral. Um, and in doing that, it's going to raise the tide of all the other content that we post, which is those custom graphics and those custom videos. And we've seen that and it's, it's been really, really good. So that's a really long monologue and a really long, uh, me on my soapbox for a really long time to say, like, sometimes you don't have to make it so difficult. Like sometimes you don't have to go on yeah. Canva and make custom graphics. It, it can be, you know, say we're talking about like, say, say we want to do this for, for Ryan Pertilli or something like that. Yep. We can go around and curate really cool real estate videos. Like I'm sure there's a million real estate theme pages where we can curate content for them and we can yeah. put that on our page and put it on Instagram reel and maybe it goes viral. And then maybe that raises his followers and that just gets more people in our funnel. And at yeah. the bottom of the funnel is, point. you know, your real estate videos or something like that. And I think yeah. that's the sort of, that's the idea that you have to take. And that not only helps you, you know, prove your worth and show like, Oh, I'm, I'm getting all this value, but it also is a total game changer in terms of, finding content where you don't have content. Yeah, that's, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, let me ask you this, and I think you already answered it, but yeah, in terms of like how many times a week or how many times a day you would be posting, you know, curated content that's not yours, what, what, yeah. what would that number be? So I don't have a definitive answer on this and I never really do in terms of like uh, when posting for other people or whatever. Um, I'll, I'll keep using prep hoops. Um, prephoops.com on Instagram if you're curious. Um, I'll keep using that as my sort of example in this uh, in this case. But so we post or I post daily on on prep hoops once a day um, on Instagram. And that's probably a little low. You, you have to understand your niche a little bit too, right? So like yeah. for, and, and the best way to understand your niche is to just look at what other accounts are doing. So for like a basketball theme page in, in that specific case, they're probably posting, you know, three times a day or something like that. Right. Um, but maybe prep hoops wants to be a little bit more exclusive of a brand. We're obviously not curating all of our content, a lot of its original content, stuff like that. So once a day, I think is a good baseline for a lot of brands, like try to post daily. If you can post daily, you can always go up from there. Um, you never want to like overcommit yourself and have to have to decrease how much you're posting. Okay. So if I'm posting once a day, uh, throughout the week, I'd like to make though, you know, let's say three of those days, um, days where I'm posting, uh, viral potential content. So that's almost half, right? That's like three out of seven days. Um, posting viral potential content. And I think it's probably good to stay within that range of like anywhere from a third to a half of the content that you post should be targeted at reaching the most amount of people possible. And then all the other content. So a majority of your content then can be original stuff. Um, but the best part about that 30 to 40 or to 50% of viral reaching content is going to disproportionately affect your metrics, right? Like if you have one Instagram reel go off for a million views, well, that's going to raise your Instagram rate, your Instagram engagement rate way more than us, you know, four podcast videos ever could increase your engagement rate, right? So you only have to post a couple times to really make a splash um, when you're posting stuff that's meant to go viral. Cool. That makes a lot of sense. That kind of honestly puts, you know, completely different perspective on how I used to look at it. So I mean, because I've always thought too, like, 
especially with the corporate world or even just business world, like everything that you post on social media has to be like made by you. It has to be stuff that is yours. Like, right. Cause I, I mean, I've slightly dove into the theme page world too, where that's all curated content. Um, but I've never really thought about, I guess, mixing the both those worlds together. So, yeah. And I, and I think it's kind of an interesting, not that you want to pit yourself against your client because you're trying to work in tandem with them, but I think it's also a pretty interesting like bargaining chip for you too. Um, if they come to you, because I think you're right. I think in the corporate ro- world, it's more uh, understood that you should be posting more stuff um, that's yours than you aren't. And you don't want to become a theme page, right? Theme yeah. pages, are, I think are kind of seen as like the scorn of the internet world, yeah. um, which I think they're becoming less like that fortunately because it's they're not hard to do um and when you're running a brand it's 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 an easier way to to run a brand um by doing it sort of like a theme page would by curating all your content mm-hmm. uh, but if somebody comes to you and they're like hey why are you posting all this curated content and stuff i think it's pretty easy to say like look i i need a content we need to we need to be posting this often and unfortunately whether or not whether it's you're not on board or you're not willing to or you're not able to or whatever it may be like I can't get the content from you. We can't collaborate to get the content. I got to get it from somewhere. Yeah. And this stuff is doing really, really well. And I think then you can explain to them and, and maybe use that to one leverage the fact that you need to be pr- producing more original content, which is great and is fine. Yep. Um, but secondly, I think you could stand your ground and say, look, this stuff's doing really well. Let me explain to you this whole strategy I have behind it. I'm not doing it because I'm lazy. I'm doing it because I want to get, I want to end up getting more eyeballs on the stuff that we are making together. Um, and I think that uh, I, I don't think many people are going to object to the fact that you're only doing it because you want to increase the reach of their original content. Um, and I think if you frame it like that, you might have some yeah. success in convincing them to do so. That's a great point. I mean, all that was super helpful. So thank you, Ty. Okay. Of course. That, that. That's why we have these conversations is yeah. to uh, just help each other, I suppose. That's honestly what it is. It yeah. really is. Hey, do we want to maybe do an update on kind of our, our side hustle? do you not i don't i don't my update is i do not have an update so if you have an update i've talked a lot during this episode so i would much welcome any update you have i have one update but it's not a an update most people probably would like to hear and it's not that i've made any money because i've still made zero dollars but i was really bored the other night so i went on i went on pond five which is one of the the distribution sites of my stock footage and frick, what was the other one? There's anyway, it was another big stock footage site. And I was just curious if I, you know, went in and had a basic search for something like Minneapolis. Yeah. Sure enough, the fourth clip that popped up was one of my drone clips and it oh, wow. got super fired up. And <laughs> I clicked on it. I mean, no one bought it. No one has bought it yet, which is totally fine, but it just got me super fired up to see that that's listed for, I think they had a list for like 75 bucks. A 4K drone clip. And then I went on another one and typed in, I don't even remember what I typed in, but I saw another one of my drone clips. So that confirms that they're out there, but now people (laughs) need to, you know, take some action or I need to be, you know, up my volume a lot more because I have shot some stuff that I just haven't uploaded yet because I've Mm -hmm. been pretty busy, but that's my my boring update. No, that's an exciting update. And I think it, maybe lets you frame the task in a little different way. Like maybe it's not so much, I have to find out how to get my clips to 
like rank a certain way. Like, I, yeah. I don't know why they're ranking so high or why they're so high up on whatever website that you're on. Uh, but maybe now it's a matter of like, it's just a number game. Like the more you get out there, you know, maybe yeah. these don't have any purchases, but if you have 10 out there or it's, let's say you have a hundred out there and five of them get bought, well, you know, next time you put another hundred out there, five more get bought. And if it's only 10, yeah. maybe only one's going to get bought. It's just like, you're going to have to crunch the numbers in terms of what the conversion rate is on people seeing your stuff. And, um, and downloading it and the more you have out there i think maybe the more uh the more yeah. often it'll get downloaded obviously right and that's what i've heard too it's and all the research i've done it's just volume mm-hmm. and I've, I've said it before and i just need to do it i need to set like half a day aside a week and just yeah. dedicate it all to stock footage because i do think there's potential i just i have to get myself to do it so nice that's that's the next part of my challenge is to it can even be a, a fourth of a day I can get something done. Right. But Honestly, it could be like, yeah, an hour, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, unfortunately, I do not have an update and I probably need to get looking at um, things soon again. Uh, and I think my my strategy will be that like, hopefully the, the credit opportunity is still available where I can buy like $10 of Pinterest ads and get mm-hmm. $60 free. I'm um, going to just try to brute force, like buy my way to success. We'll see if that works. We'll see if it doesn't work. I have a side topic question for you. Yeah. So I made, this is like just a regular conversation now, but we're doing it. People are going to tune in. So I made a a t-shirt a little while back um, based on Star Wars. It was Star Wars design. And I've been trying to leverage my theme page account to get Mm -hmm. people to purchase the t-shirt. And I think I've had like three or four people buy it. Have you tried with any of your accounts? Have you tried leveraging a product one, I want to say, have you leveraged a product that you've created or you are trying to sell? And two, have you leveraged a product someone else is trying to sell? Yeah. So I'll say your second part first. Um, yep. I definitely have leveraged products that other people are trying to sell. Um, that's basically how I make most of my money on like a five star um, yep. is through those advertisement spots. My base rates for people curious are like 30 bucks for a feed post uh, and then like 15 bucks for a story or 25 bucks for a feed post, 15 bucks or 10 bucks for a story post and like 30 bucks for both of them. Um, and of course, you know, I have the swipe up link and everything like that on stories. And uh, I'll probably make maybe a hundred bucks a month, like on a pretty good month um, in terms of like ads, like this last month has been a little heavier. So maybe it's like 200 bucks um, in terms of advertisements. And that's like, it's solid and it's good. And obviously you want to balance, you don't want to saturate with too many ads. you don't want to saturate your feed with too many ads or anything like that um and you can kind of get a feel for and i and i also don't know how many things these people sell i can obviously see like how many link clicks there are um from a certain post but you never know what that converts to and i kind of take the 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 perspective that once they click on a link like it's out of my hands like if they have a shitty website or if they have a shitty project or it's if it's priced way too high like I don't care. Like that's on you. That's not on me. It's not on me to make your website better. And uh, so, yeah, I I think like for, this is a bit of a tangent, but like for five star, if you're to promote something with us, um, let's say you just buy a feed post, it's just 25 bucks. Um, Like a good ad would probably do somewhere in the neighborhood of like a hundred to 200 link clicks. Um, So if the conversion rate on your store is like 2%, which is pretty standard, maybe you sell, two to four products um from a promotion but if you're a smart business person and let's say you're like netting um i don't know 
10 bucks per product and you sell four products, you've 40 bucks. So you can like double your investment or something like that. Yeah. And maybe you're, maybe your conversion rates higher. Cause you have like a, you're an e-commerce wizard. Maybe your conversion rates 5% and all of a sudden you can sell, you know, 10 products or maybe it's 10%. You can sell 20 or like whatever it is, but that's sort of like the success rate of a, of a five-star shout out, something like that. Um, okay. And there's actually this one guy who keeps coming back to us for like these $15, six hour feed posts. So like we'll post it for six hours and we'll delete it after six hours, which I think is kind of a scam for us because obviously posts don't get that much more traction, especially if it's an ad. Like you really only yeah. need the first like two hours if it's an advertisement because it's not going to be something that ranks on the explore page long term. So it's pretty smart just to buy six hour spots. Um, but he pays us like 15 bucks and like literally like near twice a week, he'll like hit us up. And so this guy has probably funded like $100 worth of like a hundred dollars worth of ads for Dang. us. Um, but every single time I look and they do like in six hours and they, he does it like a couple times a week. It's like anywhere from 50 to a hundred link clicks. And it's like to download this betting app. And yeah. um, so he like, he must have success if he keeps coming back is what my thought process is. Um, so that's sort of the success rate of a, of a shout out on Instagram. Um, as for my own personal products, um, I have tried one time and it wasn't a very good effort and it, it failed for many reasons, but the short story is I have a, I still have a like $100 sticker, sticker mule gift card. I, I think I won it in like a giveaway. So I yeah. just have like a hundred bucks of sticker mule, which is kind of cool. But you, unfortunately buying stickers isn't a, something I do often. Yeah. And so I bought like maybe 25 star logo stickers, like a oh, football okay. helmet sticker. Um, and I just put them on my story and I'm like, Hey, fill out this Google form if you want to buy a sticker and then we'll fill, we're, we'll figure out payment later. Like we'll just do like Venmo or something like that. And like a bunch of people said they're interested and then nobody really followed up on it. And I figured it was probably just because the, <laughs> the process of like buying a sticker was just so hard. <laughs> like it wasn't like they could go to a store, like they'd like fill out a form and then like DM me and all this other yeah. stuff yeah. that it failed. Um, and maybe these stickers just weren't very appealing, which is very much possibly the case. Um, so like that failed miserably and that was just going to be like sort of a proof of concept for me. Like, Oh, like if these stickers sell out in like five minutes then maybe I'll buy more and then like actually I'll sell them and set up a store. And I've thought about like doing it on Etsy or something like that, but, yep. um, but no, to your, to the, the short answer to both your questions, or I guess to your question about like, if I've had successes, I, I have not had any okay. success. Yeah. Cause I've, so I do, that's where I do it is Etsy. I have an Etsy shop with like two t-shirts on it. And I made mm -hmm. this sweet ass video that, you know, markets the shirt. And then mm -hmm. I've actually waited to post it until I think I posted it two days ago, which was around right. cyber. It was cyber Monday. Mm -hmm. And I just said, Hey, it's Christmas season. People like, yeah, use this as a gift idea. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, three people bought it. So I don't know. That's awesome. I'm just curious as to, you know, how often you should be. This is another question too, but we don't have to. Yeah dive into it but like how often you should be you know promoting like for me an example like if i have a product star wars related it's a star wars theme page how often is too often to be like promoting that product do people get annoyed yeah. do they unfollow if you're constantly promoting yeah i mean i definitely think they'd unfollow i think we've definitely seen like on five star and this could be from a whole bunch of different factors but like oh i definitely think when i promote too much yeah i see kind of a dip in like engagement on other posts or just like a dip in like follower growth yeah um, stuff like that i think if you do a good job at incorporating it in like if it's not blatantly an ad and then you incorporate yep. it into the theme of your content i think it's a little bit better i like to take advantage of carousels where like the ad is on the second scroll yep i've um, seen that so it, so it doesn't look like super obvious um and i think doing that you could probably get away with like once a week for like a couple months 
uh, and doing something like that. But I think you also have to keep like you can't just keep reposting the same ad. I think you have to keep it fresh. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's going to be like a drop off in terms of effectiveness. Um, but for you, like so what's interesting for me is like this this guy who's promoting a sports betting app. Um, basically, his offer is that you get 200 free dollars when you sign up. Mm. Um, and I've tried it and it didn't exactly work. Like you got like 5,000 like fake dollars that weren't like, it wasn't like real money. It was just like, it was like fake money that you could fake bet with, but it wasn't like you're ever going to get an actual return. Like yeah. you can withdraw the money. Um, but like, it's a pretty enticing offer, right? Like 200 free dollars of betting. And clearly it's, it's, well, it's doing well for him. If he's paying $15 for a shout out, like clearly he's making money on it. So yeah. I think an interesting thing, and I was just watching a video about this, a Colin Samir video about this, funny enough, um, where they're like rating YouTubers merchandise yep. was that like there's these TikTok boys that created their own energy drink. And the reason they did it, like anecdotally speaking, at least, was because they saw all these influencers promoting Bang Energy. And if Bang Energy can sustain promoting, like paying influencers to promote their product, they must be making some amount of money. Yeah. So why don't you just cut the like, why don't you just cut it at the source and instead of paying people to promote instead of getting paid to promote an energy drink, make your own energy drink and promote yep. it yourself. Just like you'd be getting paid to promote the energy drink instead. Now you have a, a, a stake in the game and the same way, like maybe if I was smart, I'd create some sort of betting service in which I did the same thing. And I did free promotion on my own page. I didn't have to pay for promotion and it's clearly doing well for this guy. Cause he keeps coming back and promoting the app. So it's like, it's one of those things where I think you just have to consider what is good. Um, and I think maybe this is, I would suggest watching the Colin Samir video, uh, Jordan, just because I think the age of like merchandise in that way is changing a little bit. Um, and I think like t-shirts, it's tough because yeah, you can sell one t-shirt to one person one time, but they're yep. probably not going to come back for another t-shirt or definitely not the same t-shirt. Um, and so it's a matter of like positioning and offering that is repeatable and that fits yeah. in your target market. Um, and that's maybe just a little bit more creative than a t-shirt, not to knock the t-shirt hustle. Cause cool. I think there is, yeah. no, it's true. I, I think there is some, some value there and some money to be made. But, um, unfortunately I think like the game is evolving and making it harder for people to just throw a t-shirt on a, a print on demand store. Right. It's yeah. It's changing and evolving into like digital products. And I don't know mm -hmm. if you follow visualize value, but he has very mm -hmm. minimalist posts on Instagram and they're, they kind of, visualize you'd have to look it up visualize value on instagram but they're super yeah. cool but he always talks about um create once sell twice so you're creating your whether it's a digital product whatever it may be and that's automatically going to be you know a positive return for you so and i do think it's evolving more digitally so that helps yeah thanks for insight of course and that brings us to a nice little circle of like digital products step up our side hustle guys what are we doing yeah. we got to <laughs> we got to be selling our digital products. Yeah. And I mean, unfortunately we both also decided to get theme pages and niches in which like don't really cater to our strong suits outside of just what we're interested in. But yeah. it's not like we can, it's not like you're going to be selling um, stock footage to your star Wars theme page. Exactly. Fans. Yeah. Unfortunately. Are you still yeah. posting regularly on the star Wars theme page? Yeah. I just fired back up. I took, I just didn't have time for like two weeks. I ran out of posts. I had it scheduled out for like a month and a half, ran out and just rescheduled a bunch. Yeah. So we'll see. I just, I hit a plateau. I'm still at that follower plateau, but trying to get back up there. So you got to get in that reels grind, dude. I know you can't schedule reels, but it's, it's tough. What I do is I basically 
because uh, for mic'd up i still do all the scheduling for that and i schedule out like one i don't know how often you'd post like even if you post daily it'd be even easier but i schedule out one post that's like going to go out automatically and then i just have another post that's a reel and i just set like a reminder in my phone and like yeah. a lot of these scheduling apps it's Still actually kind of nice. Like, yeah, like if you do, I think Hootsuite is pretty good with it. Like you can basically say that it should send you a notification instead of um, posting it automatically and it'll send you a notification on your phone and then you can go in and it, you click open on Instagram and it like saves the video automatically, copies the caption automatically. And all you have to do is just like post it manually. Um, so it's not terribly hard. And I think right now, at least the uh, it's worth it. So maybe something to consider to, to get you above that plateau, especially taking two weeks off. It might be, yep. uh, might be kind of tough, but don't let me tell you how to run your business, Jordan. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm just a guy that knows <laughs> nothing. You're going to prove me wrong by not, you're going to defiantly not post reels. Fair enough. All right. Huh. Okay. Well, that was a, that was an all over the kind of episode, but those are the, those are the fun ones. I heard that's what the people like. So uh, make sure to go follow us on it's almost christmas time we okay. <laughs> i don't think this will come around come out very near christmas time but like christmas might be in two weeks from this episode so it's kind yep. of fun um, i'll either maybe, be at home with covid or i will be yeah not at be, all those are the only two options well i guess there's other options like you could be like hospitalized i don't want to joke <laughs> yeah. about that but like <laughs> there are other options Jordan. um yeah maybe a vaccine's on the way maybe you already got the vaccine and if you, and yeah, if you yeah. did good for you um Go kiss a stranger. So go yep. follow us on LinkedIn, Tyler M. Webb, Jordan Lindell, uh, Instagram. Maybe recommend us like a guest you want to want us to have on. Like it'd be fun yeah. to do a guest episode again, especially as uh, you know, I don't know especially why, but it'd be fun. I had fun with Andrew, so it'd yeah. be fun to do that. Suggest us a guest. Maybe suggest us some topics. I'll be done talking. I talked a lot this episode. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.